the word change excites many people because many assume that when you change something, you are actually changing it for the better. Unfortunately, this is often not true. When someone takes on a new position, they often say there are going to be some changes around here. They guarantee changes, but actually can't guarantee that those changes are going to make anyone's life any better. Also, during every election, politicians promise the same thing, change. People vote for politicians who promise change, regardless of how vague that concept may be. The word change is exciting and has a sense of hope, but often leads to disappointment if it is not based on a real plan. We all want to change something in our life, but the key is to know what to change, how to change it, and the kind of results that that change will ensue. There's a story of a doctor who told a man that he needs to change his drinking habits or he will die in one month. So the man agreed and he went home and he told his wife, apparently whiskey and ice are damaging my liver. Vodka and ice are damaging my kidneys and scotch and ice are damaging my pancreas. So I'm going to make some important changes in my life. Starting right now, I'm going to stop putting any ice in any of my drinks. This was definitely a change, but it wasn't exactly the change he needed to make. The gospel, through many of the texts that we read in the life of Jesus, offers us change, but not a random kind of change. There are actually two kinds of change. Lateral, when we're simply changing from one thing to another, side to side, we're moving from side to side. And in this case, sometimes we're changing something that is not so good to something just as equally bad. But then there is progressive change where we are moving forward in very clear steps in a clear plan and with clear results ahead of us. With this kind of change, what we need to change and the consequences of this change are well thought out and lead to real progress and real growth. Lateral change is the insignificant change we make in our life, like buying new clothes or styling or changing the color of our hair or the kind of food we want to eat tomorrow as opposed to the kind we're eating today. These things may change how we look or how we feel, but actually don't change anything real in our life. Unfortunately, these sometimes give us the delusion of importance and distract us from the real changes we, make, we need to make in our life. Progressive change, however, is much more significant. But it is also more difficult, and this is what the good news of Jesus is always based on, because it challenges us to focus on ourselves. In today's readings, we don't see lateral change. We see progressive change in the lives of three people. First, Aeneas had been lying in bed for eight years because he was paralyzed. St. Peter heals Aeneas 
who then begins to walk. We also heard the story of Tabitha who died. The Acts of the Apostles tells us, Peter knelt down and prayed, then turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, rise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Third, Jesus has a conversation with a man who was paralyzed for 38 years. The Gospel of John tells us, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your pallet and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his pallet and walked. Prior to their healing, Aeneas, Tabitha, and the paralyzed man had experienced lateral change many times throughout their life. They had been moved from one place to another, and they had changed many things in their life. But their encounter with Jesus and Peter led to progressive change that did not only change their location, but actually changed their situation. Changing our location is easy. Changing our situation takes more planning, time, effort, and of course, discipline. Today's readings show us that the different aspects of prayer help us to make progressive change possible in our life. Notice all the steps in both the epistle from the Acts of the Apostle and in the Gospel. When Peter prayed, he knelt down, he humbled himself, spent time in quiet, and realized that God has the power to do anything. Not only did Peter heal Tabitha, but after this miracle, the Acts of the Apostles tells us, it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. The life of Tabitha and many others changed in very real ways. When we read these stories, we often only focus on the healing and often overlook the stages that led to these miracles. For progressive change to take place, we need to identify the problem in our life or in the things around us. We need to humble ourselves. We need to believe, completely depend on God, and perhaps most importantly, we have to be patient. We can't expect change to happen overnight, and we can't expect God to change everything in our life in one minute, and we can't expect ourselves to change things that have become a habit and sometimes deeply ingrained for a long time in our life. We need to see all these different elements, not only in the readings we read today, but also throughout the Gospels. Prayer is always a humble conversation with God. We can't be afraid to talk to God, and also we can't be afraid when God talks to us. Before Jesus healed the paralyzed man, he told Jesus his condition, his problem, and what he wanted. This is actually a pattern for prayer, to start a conversation with God and to be honest with God and tell God what is on our heart. Jesus asks him a very important question, which Jesus also asks us every single time we pray. Do you want to be healed? A rather simple question. 
But often we don't enter into this dialogue with Jesus. Do we really want to change? Do we really want to be healed? Do we really want to have a new perspective or do things differently? The man, for example, who had a drinking problem and only gave up ice instead of the whiskey, vodka, and scotch, did not really want to be healed. And unfortunately, this is a pattern that we see not only in the life of those who are addicts, but in the life of everyone. We don't really have a deep desire to be healed. And we should not get down on ourselves because we have examples of this in the lives of even the greatest saints. Prior to his conversion, St. Augustine lived a life that was very far away from God, and he knew he needed to change. He famously said, Lord, make me sexually pure, but not yet. He honestly admitted to God that he had a problem. He was doing all sorts of things in his life. and was living a life very far from God. It is okay, actually. It is actually absolutely necessary to admit that we have a weakness or a problem because that is the first step to be able to work on it. Where did St. Augustine end up? Finally, after his conversion, he felt the full joy of this new way of life with God. He knew that although he wasn't ready at a certain time, the grace of God eventually worked in him because he remained open to that grace of God. Finally, he said after his conversion, my heart was restless until it rested in you, O God. Think of this beautiful phrase which has become synonymous with the life of St. Augustine. My heart is restless until it rests in you, O God. We search for so many things, and we keep changing from things to the other, hoping that that new thing will bring us some sort of joy or some sort of deep satisfaction, but it only offers us a few minutes of happiness. In other words, St. Augustine says, I was searching and I was changing. I was changing many things. I was changing relationships. I was changing positions. I was even changing many friends. But through it all, this did not make any real change in my life because the direction had not changed. I was simply moving from side to side and in a sense, moving in a circle. Since we live in a society where things that harm us are easily available and sometimes even encouraged, it is easy, very simple today, to develop all sorts of addictions, to gambling, to pornography, to alcohol, to drugs, or anything else that gives us a temporal fix, but also leaves us in a lot of agony. So how do we change? Whether we have small things we want to change in our life, like anger or impatience, or the larger things that may be paralyzing us, Jesus tells us to first clearly identify what it is we want to change, then to never be in denial, and to make concrete steps for real progressive change in our lives in a spirit of patience and humility. The latest fashions offer us change. Politicians offer us change. Beauty products offer us change. And everything we buy that is marketed to us offers us some sort of change. 
But all these are only lateral changes from one thing to another that will not change us in any significant way. Jesus, rather, offers us progressive change. Things that we cannot buy, put on, or pretend to have. We will see real progressive change in our lives when we are patient with the important stages of change that we read of in today's readings. Real change is only possible when we have a daily conversation with Jesus. When we humble ourselves, when we are honest to look at our weaknesses, and when we are committed with very practical steps to overcome them. This kind of change will result in real changes in our life because Jesus' love and commitment to us will absolutely never change.